Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, this is Power Card, aka Project Pat. You're listening to the Baltimore Beatdown Podcast, the best Ravens podcast on the planet. That's pretty incredible. In fact, it's La Marvelous. Thank you guys. All right, welcome on back to another edition of the Baltimore Beatdown Podcast. It is Monday, November 16th, 2020. My name is Jake Luke. I'm joined by Spencer Schultz here in the virtual studio. Uh, two guys that just watched the Baltimore Ravens run run around out there like fools in the rain, as Led Zeppelin would say. They were just absolutely rumbling, stumbling, bumbling, losing to the New England Patriots 23-17 to at a eerie Gillette Stadium setting with uh, rain just absolutely pissing down. Uh, no fans in attendance. Mo Bamba cranking out over the speakers. It was, uh, you know, kind of a, a strange TV viewing experience. But uh, how you doing, bud? I uh, I like emotionally as a fan out of that game or very early on. You could just tell. Well, not even that early on. Once once that pick kind of happened and then things started to unfold with the Patriots running the ball and then the second half opening up, it was just kind of like I, I wasn't getting mad or anything. But just off the bat, I mean, go the fuck under center. Get under center. It's a monsoon. They can go under center. They run plays under center. They have they have plays under center. I've seen them. I've seen them several times. But like fourth and one or key situations, your Skura didn't throw. I mean, Skura bombed two of them. There were eight that were off the mark, like eight. If the guy, not. like, if the guy really is dealing with this, like, whatever cut on his hand or whatever, yeah, I mean, and it's you're boring, in a, though. It's not even just that. No, it's I mean, that's what I'm saying. But like, with it, so go under center. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if he is dealing with this thing and it is pouring, then I'm with you. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Like making him throw the ball a mile behind him to fucking Lamar. <laughs> he, he bobbled a couple of them, you know, on his own. And, like, obviously he didn't fumble anything. And like I said on Twitter, this uh, this loss is on our boy Matt Skura. You know, I, I don't want to get too personal. I, you know, I, I recognize the human element of the game, but he very much cost them this game. I am walking away from that thinking this. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. It is. That shit was just out of control. Um, really, 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 really out of control. And 
they pitter pattered the Ravens run defense. You lose Brandon Williams. All of a sudden they were just kind of like letting the Patriots come downhill. What, what do the Patriots do? What do we talk about on this podcast? They, they block, they get downhill, they double team and we're, we're idiots. We're fools. I don't, I'm not a coach for an NFL team or for any team right now. And they lose Brandon Williams and the Patriots just come firing off the ball and run, basically run all over them for three quarters. This game felt very similar to the 2019 rain game as well against the 49ers where the 49ers are just running outside zone. Patriots were running some power stuff and it was like some, some inside some B gap and some off tackle stuff. And suddenly late in the game, it just clicked like, Oh, blitz off the fucking edge, make them throw the ball. They didn't have to throw the ball. The only real successful pass they had the entire game was a receiver pass and little throwback receiver pass. Of course, Jacoby Myers with a Nick Foles Super Bowl teardrop, beautiful throw. Of course, that was sick. Pat- like that Patrick, was, it was, sick. it was really sick. People were going after Queen a little bit. He dropped that right in the bucket, man. I, like you could have Jesus it Christ wasn't himself. It wasn't, it wasn't like, oh my God, he, Queen played that perfectly, but like, no, but he recognized play, he, what was going on. He it. got, he recognized what was going on. He got back there to try and make a play, and he just got absolutely posterized by, uh, was it Burkhead that caught that? Yeah, he didn't get posterized. It just was like it dropped in the bucket. It was he will be. Poster. He will be. He will be. Been much better. He will be on a poster though, because the Patriots are just going to rip off however many wins, win the fucking Super Bowl, and then that stupid little "Do Your Job" documentary part three or whatever it is at this point is going to come out, and it's going to be like, "Oh man, that was really just a turning point in the season. We we just dialed something up, and it was perfect." And the NFL Films operatic music is going to go off, and the rain is going to be coming down. It's going to be so picturesque, and I'm just going to fucking hate watch it and. That's enough. Yeah, so that was a, a big one. The I mean, other than that, it was like fumble snap. Fourth and one, fumble the snap down to what? The Ravens own like 12-yard line. Let me get NFL GSIS up. Um, fumbled down to their own like 12-yard line on that. That play call, who knows? I mean, who knows? Ingram can run up in there and shove his nose into the fan and maybe get a yard, maybe get stuffed, whatever. But – that throws the ball away down to the freaking 12 or whatever it was. And then again, late in the game, you're mounting a comeback. Then again, it's the offensive penalty. It's just again. So at this point, you know, Nick Boyle goes down. Dis- disgusting to watch. Gross hit. Gro- like n- not, not that it was like an in a, uh, illegal hit or anything. It was just. No, it's just, the, you know, it's raining and he slips. It's just a really unfortunate kind of situation. Yeah, his leg bends the wrong way. Boyle doesn't even like frown. No, he did, he didn't even. He, I thought he was going to be like in tears coming off on the cart. He just had that blank Nick Boyle expression on his face. I was like, dude, you're tougher than me because I've I've had a, a knee injury similar to that, not as bad, I think. But granted, I was 11 years old, but I was crying like a biatch. You know, Nick just Boyle. just throwing Nick it out Boyle, there. Tough, Nick Boyle tougher than Jake. Imagine <laughs> that. Yeah, the guy, the fucking guy who looks like a thumb. Like a fucking jacked Lou Ferrigno thumb that's he, like he six like, foot three uh, or whatever. He's Thanos. He's Thanos. He kind of is. He does. That's a good comparison, Thanos. He's Thanos. But yeah, I mean, the Ravens come out. They have a little drive. They end up punting the ball. <clears throat> Justice Hill gets an unnecessary roughness for getting pushed in. I mean, that was the first drive. That shit started it off. Justice Hill gets pushed into the returner. And NFL officiating unnecessary fucking trash. NFL officiating is absolute fucking trash, but continue. It is. And then 
Patriots get the ball. They you know move the ball a little bit. The Ravens end up holding up. You punt the ball. The Ravens go down, have a monster of a, a drive, a 13-play, 94-yard, eight-minute and four-second drive. And you're like, all right, they're cooking. And uh, then, you know, second quarter comes in. Patriots roll right back. They get the ball in the 25 after a, a, a touchback and basically have a 19-yard pass to Jacoby Myers. It was just a little, you know, not, not a huge deal. And then that ends up being a 34-yard play to Sean Elliott, uh, lowering his head. And then the Patriots just kind of ran the ball a couple times and then hit uh, hit good old Izzo on the sideline there on a little boot, I believe. And it turns into a Rex Burkhead touchdown on a, a little swing or a little uh, bootleg pass again. So Patriots execute a little drive. We're like, all right, this might be a game. DJ Fluker starts out. With a uh, false start there, the Ravens overcome that, get down, end up kicking a field goal, and and then from there, I mean, that's where I believe Brandon Williams went down, on, and then Patriots just drive right down, score another touchdown, fourteen points in their first or in their second and third drive of the ball game, and from there it was just you know a mess. Brandon Williams is out, Ravens are really tentative rushing the or in run defense, and Ravens have that two minute draw, two minute drill, and. They're in good shape. You feel like it's going to end up being 13-13 going into the half. And, you know, Lamar throws one up for Hollywood, and Hollywood got fucking dunked on. So, the, the I mean, it just comes down to it. We can talk about the center. We can talk about, you know, the rain. We can talk about the refs. We can talk about all of that. But Patriots made plays. They they're just a very the goal line. They're just an exceptionally solid football team. And I know it hasn't totally worked for them this season, but they've always been that. And that's why I never count them out of anything. Their coaching staff is so solid and the do your job thing, like as much as it is like a joke and it's them being, you know, kind of a little self-righteous kind of pompous Patriot way type bullshit, like, Oh, do your job. Like it's, it's a real thing. Like it's Belichick just saying like, don't get too big or don't let your head kind of get too into it. Just kind of like go out there and execute every single play like you're supposed to and just stack good plays and good plays and good plays. And like, I love John Harbaugh, but John Harbaugh is very much about putting emotion into it and kind of feeding off of that and allowing his team to feed off of that. With the Patriots, it's very unemotional kind of machine. Just do your thing. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. And this season, when it has been working for them, it's just fucking run the ball as well as we possibly can every play. Play solid defense, do what we have to do, maybe get a turnover, and just utilize Cam Newton like he should be utilized in the year Ravens 2020. Ravens didn't, didn't force a turnover in this game, did they? No, I don't think so. So it's so just breaks their streak of how many games was it about 20? It was a lot. Uh, they also lost the 20 point streak in this one as well with the 17. Yeah. So going shipping up to Boston and getting their fucking asses kicked. Uh, not even really though. It's just, no, I, guess I mean, the listen, side of the ball. but yeah, you talk about the Patriot way and what it comes down to is executing assignments, not trying to play hero ball. It's, it's things like throwing the ball away. It's things like taking a sack. It's things like, um, you know, really sticking with your route, with your landmarks, with with the concept. But at the same time, they sprinkle in some fun stuff, some throwbacks, and, and always, always, always that kind of stuff. So Patriots have basically just played close games uh, other than a blowout against the 49ers, which was 33-3, to if I recall correctly. Other than that, close game with the Seahawks. So, team that is well-coached and is averaging the fewest amount of penalties in NFL history or whatever that stat is, three penalties a game. And uh, the Ravens bite themselves. They don't even bite themselves in the foot. They chew their own fucking thumbs off you know and what slap I was themselves just, in the forehead. You know what I was just thinking before we got going? Like, 
they're not like they're not the Ravens are not very they're not a bad team they're not a great team I don't think I think they're firmly just a good team and this feels like a season where the Ravens are just firmly good and this feels like the type of loss that they would have in a season like that I'm thinking like 2010 2009 maybe 2014 like just a a solid good team that's going to have some losses like this it just kind of feels like that's where they're at right now they're not a great team I don't think they're like this locked locked in Super Bowl contender that some people did and I've kind of been there for a couple weeks at this point and this just I mean feels that's like, kind of bullshit because they're decimated with injuries yeah yeah I mean I agree with that 100% but it's just like that's just where they're at is what I'm saying like that's what they are right now and that's why I'm 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 pissed because like I don't it, I don't, th- I don't think those teams go six and three those middling teams go six and three or six sure 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 I'm just I'm saying fun. like what I'm saying is like I'm pissed that they lost because it felt like they kind of fumbled it away a little bit but it just feels like a loss it's like it, it doesn't shock me that much they were decimated by injuries like you mentioned some really let's just say it the officiating is fucking terrible and it is I hate to be blame the official guy but it's been that way for a couple weeks now with the Ravens being on the wrong end of a lot of calls some of them bad some of them they deserve but some of them are pretty bad thinking about that spot for one thing that was really bad in the fourth quarter but it's like yeah it just is this is just kind of where they're at right now this doesn't shock me that much that they lost this game which is kind of unfortunate but also kind of liberating like just set your sights on the remaining schedule don't worry about the playoffs don't worry about fucking Kansas City don't even worry about Pittsburgh don't worry about the division just play every game in front of you you're good enough yeah, and the one one way I feel similar is maybe playing playing up or down to their opponent. They played up to the Colts, played down to the Patriots. Um, what did the Patriots do? Like, just what did the Patriots have to do on offense, especially and on defense? The Patriots, you know, got a little bit of a pass rush. They didn't. How many? How many, many ten yard pass? How many ten yard passes or more did Cam have tonight? Couldn't have been much. I think three. J.E. Wong says, also, can we stop bringing up the 2019 team? I think that's kind of what I'm getting at. I think there's still to like maybe a miraculous point being judged against that. And it's like, why doesn't it feel perfect? Like this, this is just not that team, man. And like, what did the 2019 team do? Get excited, get us excited. They didn't fucking win anything. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like tickets and sold jerseys. They didn't do anything. That's the thing. Like it's sick to like do that. But I mean, you know, they didn't win a Super Bowl. Like, and I love that team. It's one of my favorite teams I've ever watched. But like, they won a division. It's different now. Great, but I don't know. Like, I I feel like this team is good enough to beat a lot of football teams. I feel like they could lose a lot of games to those same football teams. They're just kind of firmly a good team, and like we don't need to go too crazy with that. And like, obviously, there's a lot of issues that we're going to get into with some of the questions tonight, whether it be play calling, whether it be talent, whether it be injuries or whatever it is, it's just, you know, they're in a weird spot and it's just a grind of a season and they're six and three right now. And that's not that bad. It's not. And, you know, maybe they uh, aren't able to take care of business. It seems like it'd be tough, tough for them to win the next two games and going one and one. That's why I kind of, that's why I looked at this stretch of the schedule and said, you know, Two and two, Colts, Patriots, Steelers, Titans. If you can go two and two, that's really good, considering who they play down the stretch. And Titans are at home, right? Yes, Ravens have been on the road for two straight weeks. Yeah, they got to get Williams back, man. Like <laughs> Brandon Williams. And I don't even. I don't even think it's just Williams. Like that's going to be the takeaway. But it's it's compounded with Campbell. Like one yeah, yeah, or yeah. the other is fine. Right. And they weren't getting gashed on the run in the run game. I just say Williams specifically because I think Campbell is for sure going to be out. So, like, it's just 
Brandon Williams is such a weird player where he's like hyper analyzed for the contract that he has. And like, yes, it's a big number. And like, yes, you feel it when he's out. And it's like, oh man, this is what happens when Brandon Williams is out. Like, see what happens. Well, it's like, he misses a lot of games. Comparatively, like there are games. I think it's just compounded when it's when it's Fort and Campbell and Williams and Jimmy Smith. And, you know, I mean, Bonds gets hurt. Marlon's banged up. They're hurt. They're hurt on defense. They're injured and they're hurt. So, uh, and they, they not for nothing, the they, they played an okay game tonight, I would say. Um, yeah, I mean, they didn't, they didn't do anything. They got gashed in the run game a little bit, but they made they some, made, they made some big stops. stops. Late, they like, made some big mm-hmm. stops late and they gave the offense a chance. And that's what I tweeted. Like the defense has done their part the last couple of weeks. It was time for the offense to step up and they, they weren't able to do it, frankly. I mean, no, they weren't. They, you don't. There's no other team. You don't look around and find another team. I feel like the only team that comes to mind is probably the Washington football team, where you might see them throwing the ball over their quarterback or their wildcat running back's head in crucial situations. But it's just there's this. It's hard to put into words. There's this missing mental fortitude offensively in terms of execution and it's simple things covering up the tackle making sure there's seven men on the line you have to cover the tackle the end man on the line of scrimmage has to be over is it three weeks in a row start. now with a uh is it three weeks they've had it at least at least four out of the last five i want to say five out of the last six the illegal least. formation like yes yeah it's that is i tweeted terrible. about i tweeted about it yesterday yeah it's terrible tweeted and said what are, are the ravens going to un- leave the tackle uncovered tomorrow yes or yes Yes, was the answer. And at this point, it's it's that kind of shit. It's the snaps. It's, you know, having some weird plays against the Colts. Against the Colts early on, there were plays where it, the options looked mixed up. Like Lamar went to run a read option and it was a speed option. There's just little kinks. And what is that the result of? To me, that's the result of being down. You know, Ronnie Stanley is a, is a big thing there. Having Fluker into the lineup. Fluker has two penalties in this game. Uh Having a young, cheap fucking offense. I'm yeah, gonna keep exactly. Saying it, it's a young, cheap offense. They don't have veteran savvy. They don't have a stabilizing force that is communicating, commanding. You know, understanding exactly what's going on. These guys are all still learning on the job. They need experience. And at this point, I mean, they are at the point now they lost two straight first time with Lamar under the helm. They've lost two straight. Their 20 game point streak is snapped. They don't have a turn. They don't force a turnover. So they were vanilla. It was a vanilla game. And they, the fact that it was close at the end, like they, they had no business being there at the end with how poorly they were executing on offense. No business really at all. And defense, they were getting completely gashed defensively. They can't, snap the ball, can't line up correctly, can't win one-on-one on the outside. And it's kind of feeling to me at this point, like I want to compare them to the Texans in a way. And it's more so kind of last year's Texans into this year. And it's it's at like much more of a neutral level where there's just not enough IQ in the room and like Bill O'Brien is, is the, is the different, the difference there, but the offense doesn't have the IQ, the veteran player, the impact players aside from Deshaun Watson, you know, they had Deandre Hopkins. That was a little different, but 
at this point, it's like expecting so much out of the quarterback with so little plan to take pressure off of him. And in this game, they they started out opening it up. The opening script was really good, especially that second drive. They, they kind of got off the rails in the first one. Some things were weird. The Patriots weren't really pass rushing in weird ways. Then they script a beautiful drive. The script ends, and the offensive line doesn't know what the fuck's going on. They're committing penalties. They're snapping the ball over their head, all these different things. So it, it just feels like they need they you know this experiment of putting a bunch of money on the defense – watching it get hurt and then forcing your young offense to have to overcome to try and you know compensate and pick up the slack when the defense can't and they they couldn't do it they couldn't muster together a half of football last week in indy they they mustered one half of football together and it was amazing and that was so so great to have one good half of football now we see a drive here a drive there and then the classic stupid cheesy phrase one step forward two steps back except it was 15 steps back and a ball was thrown over your head from the fucking snap. And it's like, I'm, I'm sorry, at this point, this one's on Greg Roman. Go under center, man. Go the fuck under center. A- after the second one, like after the third one, you don't start going and under after, center. And it, after last week, too. I mean, we already saw this happen. And it's not like Skura's always been, like this has been a problem for Skura. I don't care about the hand. I don't care about the rain. This has been a problem for Skura over the last like three years. He throws knuckleballs. What was the fucking the Chargers game? Do you remember how bad it was in the Chargers game in the playoffs? Yeah. Those were the knuckleballs. Lamar's grabbing it with one hand, fully extended off of his arm. I think it literally, this, maybe I'm wrong. The, maybe I'm wrong. I think it literally goes back to Flacco. They were like, Yes, it does. Yeah, and like does after here, they, yeah. they win a game miraculously and like there were a ton of bad snaps and Flacco went out to the press conference and he was kind of like smiling and winking like, oh, it was it was great. It was perfect. And it was like, no, dude, like this guy has an issue. He's got to fix it. And now here we are three years later or whatever it is, like still dealing with it. Yeah. So, I mean, and there's this thing, but people are talking, people are going to rip Skur apart and Harbaugh blamed it on the rain. I think that's bullshit. I'm, I don't care. Uh, at this point, you know, Listen, rip them apart. Do, like, you know, be be professional about it. Do you know? It's nothing other than his snaps. It's just nothing other than his yeah. Like he, snap the ball. I have nothing to say about the guy other than that he struggles to snap the ball. And it says more about Harbaugh and Roman and everyone involved. I mean, Eric DaCosta, I'm even lumping in there too. Joe D. Somebody has to be like, hey man, what the fuck are we doing here? You hitting on DaCosta there, I think, is important. I'm gonna go ahead and do a little mea culpa for myself. We talked about this whole buy the defense, draft the offense, young and cheap offense. Like we talked about it plenty even before the season. And I was riding that EDC train thinking like, yeah, this is a good idea. They're probably going to be fine on the offensive line and they'll make it work at the skill positions. And Roman is going to help make it work. And to this point it hasn't, I mean, they're still, I think a good football team, but they're suffering on offense right now. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. They do probably need a little bit more talent, at least at some spots. The injuries have not helped certainly, but I think pass catcher, you're maybe, you're lacking a little bit there. You didn't get that third tight end. You didn't really, you know, you did more at wide receiver than I think some people are willing to acknowledge. I think Duvernay has, uh, you know, been pretty good this season. I'd like to see him get a little bit more involved, but yeah, just maybe a little bit more investment on offense might have been good. I don't want to totally go crazy on them for that because they probably forego doing so to go and get somebody like Campbell or whoever else it is. So, I, you know, they 
they made good investments, I think, but it did come at the cost of uh, some other spots. And it's it's hurting right now. It's hurting Lamar. You know, it's not quite to the point where it's like you're sending Flacco out there with like no rifle to fucking defend himself with. I think it's it's a little different than that because Lamar is, I think, a better quarterback than Flacco. Um, and he's kind of able to overcome it a little bit more. But he's still a young guy, young quarterback, still learning and it's just kind of showing right now. And I do want to do a little bit of a mea culpa for myself because they probably did need to invest more into this offense in whatever way. I mean, like, I don't know, like people freaked out about the Denzel Mims thing in the draft. I guess that doesn't really, you know, I don't care too much about that. Rookies, the whole whole draft thing is bullshit. Yeah, I agree with that. Because rookies are not the engine upon which you drive your team, particularly in a COVID year. So... Say the say whatever you want. What do you think T Higgins? Do you think if they draft T Higgins over Queen, like the Ravens are, you know, eight and one right now? Fuck no. That's not the way it's gonna work. It's not. It is coaching, it is trust. And uh Urban Meyer was on college game day, and I actually really like what he said a lot, and I'm guilty of it a lot. Of of you know, once you get to a certain level, when you're talking big time power five football or you're talking NFL football. They're the most talented guys in the world. Talent is not the problem. He essentially boiled it down to, I'm not going to be able to recall all of them off the top of my head, but I shared the video on Twitter. He basically said it's trust. Trust between players, trust between players and coaches, trust into the system, uh, trust to your teammate to be doing his job next to you. That's the first one. The second one is uh, lofty expectations with poor work ethic and not holding yourself accountable, essentially. And those were the two ones that really resonated with me. I can't recall the other two. But, you know, talent talent is not the issue. It is, I mean, it's coaching. It's coaching, it's trust, it's buying in, it's all that cheesy crap. But, you know, when you hear enough guys say that over the course of 50 years of football, 100 years of football, they're the ones who know. And at this point, they don't trust their young playmakers to be in the right spot. They don't trust their offensive line to do a good job holding up. So they have a limited offense. And at, at this rate, it's like it kind of feels a little ass backwards. They're six and three. So I'm being spoiled in saying this, but, you know, being uh, fickle in saying this. But so Wink Martindale is this genius, you know, everybody lauds him. The, the, the mad scientist blitzer, he can make the most out of whatever, blah, 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 blah. Then why did you spend $100 million on the defensive side of the football? If he's the one who can elevate the talent that he has, then why do you need to overcompensate on that side of the football as well? So they really bought it. They really doubled down on defense. And now when you have guys out, when you have Jimmy out, you have Ford out, you have Williams out, you have Campbell out, you know, you have Bonds and uh, who do Bonds run into? Not sure. Wolf, someone, someone, Bonds collided with someone. Yeah, it was Wolf. It was Wolf. They were both down. Kind of yeah, when you have these guys getting banged up, getting hurt, <laughs> then you just have a, then you just have a team that can't fucking stop anyone and can't score. So I think we see that, and I think this was a little bit. Of, this year's been a little bit of an experiment. We don't know how it ends, you know. But now they know you can put money on the defensive side of the ball and rely on that, and ask a lot of Lamar Jackson. But when injuries inevitably, and and the Ravens have been extremely lucky in my opinion in the last couple of years especially last year with injuries mark andrews was below banged up mark ingram was hurt was was injured and other than that they had most of their starters they they lost Tavon, i think and that was like it i'm sure there was a couple more i'm forgetting but they had most of their ballers 
And this year, they have a normal year. Guys are getting hurt. And at this point, you kind of see now, oh, well, if guys get hurt, we still need to be able to score at its core. So this, this ideology feels a little bit flawed in an offensive league, and they tried to flow the other way, but here we are. You couldn't stop the Patriots who can't throw the football because you have Campbell and Williams go down and uh, you lose the game. You don't have an offense you can rely on. And, and of course, you can make excuses, the monsoon, the refs, this, that, and the other, but they couldn't do it. And that's uh, that's been kind of the theme. They, they can't do it. when the defense If the defense doesn't shut them down, you know, Lamar kind of in, in this game hit Mark Andrews in the chest, made plays, made good decisions. He has the one. Uh, after the fumble goes over his head, he throws one that could have been picked, but you know, Willie Sneed couldn't catch Mark Andrews couldn't catch and neither could McCordy. So it is what it is that way. And it's just going to be uh, a continued learning process. And this team has some adversity they're going through. And at the end of the day, that's a good thing. So we'll see how it turns out. Ready to answer some questions. Yeah, let's do some questions. You, let's, let's do the Twitter first. Let's get some, that one's been up a little while. See if Instagram can trickle in a little more. We got uh, Tim coming in hot with a, a meme to start us off here. Um, I don't know entirely what it's referencing. I, I thought it was Watchmen whenever I like heard this line, but it, it might be for like Avatar or something. But it's but when the world needed him most, he vanished, and it's Hayden Hurst like photoshopped like running over like a mountain and with the sunset in the background, which is kind of sick. I don't know if you can see that at all. Um, it's a pretty good meme. I thought pretty solid. Uh, what was it? I missed it. It oh, says right. so. It's a. It's um. He's like against the sunset. I don't know if that's. Who is it? I, it's, I don't. Know. I, it's Hayden Hurst, and it says, "But when the world needed him the most, he vanished." I thought that was a solid meme. That's a good one. Yeah. That's um. Get started. Yeah, and um. That Luke Wilson, man, sign him. Just do it. Luke Wilson is not ideal, but he's fine. He's like he's so. you know, he's been around. But, yeah, that'll be great. That, that's that'll be great. Um, yeah, sure. Sucks. Boyle now gone, and I I'm gonna blow smoke up my own ass. How many times did I say, what happens if Boyle or Andrews goes down? We're gonna find I've out, seen, Jim. I've been saying that since they they traded Hurst and didn't draft anyone. There wasn't really anyone to draft, and didn't sign anyone. What do you what? What do you do when you don't have Boyle? What do you do when you don't have Andrews? Without Boyle, this offense doesn't have the crutch of its – I mean, getting rid of Hurst was a big deal. Losing Boyle is the deal in terms of running that 12, the 12 personnel, the 22 personnel shit. He is a, a, a tackle that can catch the football well. I think as much and, as it is a tough loss, we do need to once again for the millionth time reiterate that Hayden Hurst wanted to leave, and that's why this happened. That's not even, yeah, but that has nothing to do with it because they didn't replace him. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. They didn't sign anyone. They didn't get a third tight end. They were like, oh, Pat Ricard will fill in, and then we'll just rely on Andrews and Boyle. And what are you effectively doing? The more they play, the more likely they are to get injured. That's how, that's how it goes. The more snaps you play, the more likely you are to get hurt. And without having a third guy, I mean, Ricard can go fuck around in there, but I love Ricard to death. He's a great blocker, but it, it's just not the same as having a guy that can adeptly go catch the ball and be a little safety valve. And you can rely on him to, you know, be on the same page as with Lamar, work in the red zone, you know, just be a nice little safety valve. Last week he had a huge catch up the seam. Boyle had a huge catch up the seam. 
and Ricard can't do that. He's made big so, plays this like all season. Yeah, he's been huge this season. That's a, I mean, him and Stanley compounded. That's devastating, and it's going to be tough. But it's going to in in the long run, if he's able to recover, I, I wish him a speedy recovery. It really sucks. He's such a good dude, such a hard worker, epitomizes being a Raven, all that good stuff. But it takes the crutch away, and the Ravens are going to have to throw the fucking football now. You're not going to be able to line up and bully people with Ricard and Boyle. And it's asking a lot of Andrews, and God forbid Andrews goes down. Then, then what do you do? Jumping, I guess, kind of into one that sort of relates to that from Joe Anthony. I know Roman is defended a lot, but can we talk about the lack of passing complexity to this offense? Why doesn't Hollywood get more slot work? Pass game looks stuck in quicksand. Everything that could go wrong today did. What do you think? I uh, I don't want to comment to the passing schemes. I, I mean, I, I know what they are. It's mesh, it's levels, it's uh, flood, it's that same shit. And a lot of slants, RPO backside slants and stuff. And it worked. If Sneed catches a pass, if Andrews catches a pass, if it really like it head, feels like if if, snaps don't go over the head and it's not raining. The Ravens could have thrown for 400 yards. It feels like if it was not absolutely pissing rain that they would have had a pretty damn good night throwing the football. And they kind of already did. I mean, the, the interception was bad. I don't know what was going on there. Like if that was kind of pre-designed just to go to Hollywood and Lamar just let it rip and kind of trusted his guy. That is what it is. I mean, it's it's bad and it's like makes Hollywood look bad for another thing. A guy who is his stock is declining week over week and really needs to kind of pick it up here. But yeah, like going back to the original point, I don't think they were that bad in the passing game this night or tonight. No, I don't think they were either. Uh, that's not why they lost the football game. Josh Elliott, quick thoughts, love the play calling sub fourth and one and no Lamar thought Lamar played best game this year. Sub Browns where those soldiers at effing drops was powers at right tackle Move Bozeman to center, bench Skura, three fumbles. Where them soldiers at, again, need healthy D for next two games. A lot, of, lot to unpack there. Yeah. Uh, Skura's fucking out, man. Somebody else has to snap the ball. I think it should be Makari. Makari played center when he went down. I think Makari's more mobile. I think he is generally more effective. You know what we got to do is we got to uh, we got to get Morgan Cox on the horn with uh, Bryson DeChambeau and get him just fucking jacked up and just drinking protein shakes every every you know two hours and then he's gonna be you know our biggie needs to be and then he'll be the center and he'll snap it and we'll be fine morgan cox rocks yeah uh they're fucked on the offensive line they're fucked it's not Fluker's bad Fluker's always been bad uh bright guard is in flux makari's not good he Skura asked was uh he asked was powers above average and brown is good. He asked was powers at right tackle. Do you see anything uh, that would indicate that? I was working during this game so I wasn't heavy super watching uh into detail, but we will see when I uh, rewatch and when they announce the snap stuff tomorrow morning. Julian Bosch, what the fuck do we do about the injuries in the past 2 weeks? Know any big men who could dress up and at guard because we need anyone we can get? I don't know. I feel like they just kind of got what they got, and it's going to be a tough grind the next couple weeks while they're trying to get more healthy. Yeah, they're going to be behind the eight ball for sure in terms of talent stuff. And injuries are going to keep happening. One of those one of those guys you're complaining about is probably going to get hurt, and then someone worse than him is probably going to replace him. And it's like, oh, God, that guy. Like, we lost him. It's like, yeah, it's just, that's just kind of where they're at. Uh, ben Walks, Lamar is not at fault for this game. I also feel like well-coached teams pick on Queen a lot. Thoughts? I think that's probably a pretty good point. Um 
we were kind of talking to PFF Gordon a little bit on Twitter about how Queen is kind of maybe being a little overrated as far as like the rookie of the year conversation goes. And like, it's like the point I made, like rookie of the year conversations and like how they're actually playing are two very different things sometimes. So I don't know, like he's definitely had a little bit of an up and down year, hair on fire type player, a lot of production, especially as far as tackles go, which not always the most important stat, but he he does get victimized here and there. And like we've been saying, he's what, young, what, what, what happened? He, he cut, he got, he had a teardrop dropped on him on a trick play. I think there were another, there? I think there were two, uh, like maybe two or three other plays that people were kind of pointing out as well, but I don't know off the top of my head. I, I remember Chris Collinsworth putting on a highlight reel of all the plays he made. In the Al, first half. here's a guy with type one diabetes coming in here and playing some really good tight end for you here at the uh, position for the Ravens. It's amazing. Yeah, that was so he sick. Drops, he, a, drops a big fucking ball right in his tum tum in the most crucial moment. It was quite deflating. That was fucking sick. What he said that though. <laughs> what he here's said. a here's a guy. Alex. You, please you know, tell he's me got like, the insulin on. The I side. know you fucking laughed at that. I laughed out loud when he said that. I didn't even hear him say. I didn't. It I was, was so. Working, it was so. I didn't, cool. he, I didn't like register that I heard it until I saw that you tweeted it, and I was like. It was I, so quick. I don't, and I don't like, need to listen to it to know what he said. No, it was so quick and nonchalant. I was kind of tuned out too. And um, he, he's like, he's just kind of in one of his diatribes about a player where he'll talk for like o- over a minute sometimes, just like gassing them up. And he's like talking about Andrews that whole time. And then he's nearing the end of it. And he's like, and you know, Al, here's a guy who has type one diabetes. And he like, I forget what he closed it out with. Then it was just over. And like I tweeted it out. And I think a lot of people didn't hear it because uh, Ryan, listener of the show, tweeted at me. He's like, dude, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, he actually said it. Like, uh, if, if nothing else, I mean, that's a silver lining that, that I got that in this game. It was great. It was fun. I, I enjoy, I enjoy him and Al. It was nice. That it was. It nice was. It's, you know, we don't get a lot of these Sunday night football games. It's great to have those two gents on the call. They do a nice job. They do. They do a good job. And NBC in general is a nice little broadcast, but, uh, ultimately, you know, tough couple weeks coming up. If the Ravens can steal one of those two, they'll be in good shape. So that was, uh, I think, the summative finishing part of that question. I don't even remember what the question was now. Yeah, there was a lot packed into one. Uh, Mike Champagne, how does the defense stop the run if DL injur- injuries continue to fester? Crash, crash from the outside. You have to crash, and that exposes you to quick outside passes and shit like that. But if you are, if you if you can't stop the run, that is the priority number one. And then being able to go run and chase and tackle in the flats after is then priority number two. So we saw them do it. We saw them do it against the 49ers, like I mentioned. You have to slant one way and crash wide from the outside. They have, they've had Marcus Peters do it a couple times the last couple of weeks, and he uh, he got a little pissed off again. I love when he's pissed off. He plays so well, especially against the run. But uh, you have to crash, and they did eventually, and they shot the Patriots down. They just, I mean... At the end of the day, this was such a rainy game that it's it's haha a wash, but <laughs> they made the adjustments and you know they uh, they moved on, so just couldn't get it done in the end. Chris Lehman, what the fuck, guys? I'll take just about anyone else to fill in at center next week. Had that second touchdown in sight, but anyway, does Lamar have enough around him to win these next two? I have major concerns with OL, not to mention tight ends, and obviously lack of production with fifteen and Duvernay. Um. I, I I've not been confident in that Steelers game. I don't think they're going to win it. Uh, I think they can beat the Titans. We'll see. We'll see what the injury report looks like. I don't know. 
the, the Titans are a hard team to uh, get a grip on, get a read on. They got pretty embarrassed by the Colts. So if the Ravens' defense is healthy, they might be able to do some similar things. But it's looking like no Campbell. We'll see about Brandon Williams. There's no Campbell and no Williams. There's no win, in my opinion. He also said thought Elliott was really poor tonight as well. Also can't help but think Ravens were busy looking ahead to next week, and it led to them to get run over. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't think they're busy. I don't think Harbaugh takes Patriots lightly. I don't think they take the Patriots lightly. A lot of Ravens players, DaCosta didn't take this lightly while he's management. Ricard was really excited for this game. I think this is a big matchup, and this was prime time. I thought this was going to be a redemption kind of game. I thought we were going to see like a 400-yard four touchdown Lamar game. And uh, I don't think we were too far off from that while it was, uh, it, it just ended up being a fucking shit show with the rain and the snaps and all that. And the Patriots kind of started play- at, at the end of the game. They were just pl- rushing too because they're like, all right, well no one can catch the fucking ball. It's monsooning. I saw uh, Sean Hubbard, the Ravens photographer. He said in my 14 years of of being an NFL photographer, this was the worst experience I've ever had. It was, I mean, it was dumping like, and I I don't know how much that came across the TV to everyone else. But for me in particular, I saw it and I was like, I've never seen a game on TV, like with rain quite like this. And I've been to rainy games and stuff. And like, well, it started, it started out in the Midwest, quote unquote, but the, it was the same storm from the Browns game and that got delayed. Jesus. It's the same storm blew over that way. And uh, they should have delayed it. Stop the count. Started out fine. It just got really crazy towards the uh, middle of the that. Yeah, that I tweeted at the out. Same time, you know, the Chiefs, like when you watch the Chiefs, they've played. I swear to God, they played in like five weather games and dominated every time. Not to be every Mr. Uh, Mr. 2019 nostalgia, but they played in plenty of rainy games last year and they did fine. Seahawks was a little rainy. Yeah, 49ers. There was more rain. There was yeah. There was there were a ton of rainy games last year. Can't oh. think of them off the top of my head, but there was a bunch. There was like five. Brian Doss, do you see any silver linings from tonight's game? I kind of I think Lamar played okay, and like I feel like I might play really well. Yeah, I feel like if he gets a little bit better of a supporting cast around him, or maybe these guys that are filling in start to get into a groove. I think. I mean, he threw a freaking strike to Willie Sneed. He had led an efficient drive. He made good decisions. He threw the ball away. He took what was took sacks. He. Checked down multiple times. I mean, when the, the opening game, they ran pop passes, uh, screens. He checked down, and they were moving the ball really well. It was just like taking the low-hanging fruit, the stupid phrase I always say, and it uh, it was it was going well. And then they the first half was just gone. They Willie, yeah, Willie Sneed, another silver silver lining, a guy who I thought would have a big game. He really stepped up and like kind of in a different way than I was expecting, but he made plenty of plays and he's just been the guy that he's been the last couple of weeks who's just absolutely just he just doesn't give a fuck. He just says, okay, I'm gonna do it myself. Like you guys aren't gonna fucking do anything. I'm not the most talented guy. I am not, you know, Hollywood Brown with whatever four two speed. I'm not Miles Boykin with the size, but goddamn it, I'm gonna outwork you and I'm gonna fucking find a way to get open and make a play. Like he's just been doing that the last couple of weeks, and I respect the shit out of him for it. Willie Sneed's been balling for sure. Um I mean, silver lining overall, it's that they just kind of hung into a game. They hung around in a game where it was like at one point it was what, 24 to or 23 to 10. 
and yeah. uh, it looked like it was just. Out I of mean, it, it very out, well out could have gotten twenty-seven to ten. The defense made a little bit of a stand down there in the the red zone. Uh, twenty-three to ten, they they make a little bit of a comeback. And here's the deal: like the Stephen A. Smiths and the Ryan Clarks and the Orlovskis of the world are going to go on TV tomorrow and put this on Lamar. I it, don't think they will. I really don't think they will. You have more faith in the media than me. Uh, it, 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 it it literally is impossible to put this game on Lamar. It literally is impossible. They, I, it already usually you can kind of get a read as soon as the game's over when the talking heads start. And I think that has from not been the narrative, I think from a rational perspective, I I hundred percent agree with you. But like knowing these guys, it's because you'd be like, oh well, because he's the MVP of last year, like he has to step up and like do something. It's like. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm making an argument against like somebody who hasn't already made an argument. So I that's, know it's, that's like what's said about Wentz, but then Wentz like throws multiple interceptions every single week, so it's kind of valid for them to say that about him. Yeah, I mean it, it is what it is. I'm just you know I in the event that it does happen, like the silver lining for me is that like Lamar's fine. Like he's going to be just fine moving forward, and just get this offense a little bit healthier, and I think we'll start humming at least to a a, a good degree here. I don't know if they're going to be humming. They're going to have to. Uh, they're going to have to be nippers, ankle biters. They're going to have to to be smart, efficient, take care of the football, and uh, get that defense healthy. Because at this point, it's like, I don't. Imagine what Hollywood. Imagine how Hollywood is probably thinking right now. I don't think that is a a good mental space he's probably in with how pissed off he was a couple weeks ago and then getting his targets on Sunday Night Football and, and basically getting bitched. Um, don't think, don't think he's in a good place. I thought Duvernay. Someone said something about Duvernay in one of these questions. Duvernay was good tonight. He, well. he really was. Somebody, was I think they said that he's kind of hasn't been producing. He kind of lumped him in with Hollywood. I would not say that at all. I think, especially relative to the fact that he's a third round rookie and has you know not gotten the touches that he probably should have already gotten throughout the season. I think just whenever he gets thrown the ball or like touches it, he does something positive. Like he's been a positive for me as well. He usually gets schemed open a lot and yeah, yeah. it's good after the catch. So I'm just curious. But I'm even tonight he to had that he had that uh he had that, I mean he had the catch against the Steelers. He, he had the sideline catch tonight. Like uh going to the left, Lamar kind of dropped it in the the turkey hole there over the called back. What got called back over No, there? no, he he actually made a nice kind of sideline catch. Um But yeah, I, yeah, he was he was solid tonight. He's been good. Aborted snap. I hate seeing that in What else we got? We are done as far as Twitter goes. If you want to pull up the old IG. Got it. Let's see what kind of insanity is cooking on there. We have a foot. Is it too hard to ask to see a team at its best? There's always something. I mean, yeah. what what is their best though? You know? Their best is probably, you know, Rolling through some bad teams. Rolling through, they rolled through Cincy. They rolled through Washington. Uh, then they blew a lead to the Eagles. So inconsistent. Where was Dez? Practice squad. Moving on. Eric Jacobs. Real estate is also in here. Almost every time Ingram ran the ball on first down, it was a three and out. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. He I he was texting me about that during the game. He he's 100 percent right. It's. I, I don't know what, what the deal is. I mean, you, you can't just completely cut him out for some of the reasons we mentioned. I, I really think you can I really think you can cut Ingram out. I really think you can. Gus Edwards has stepped up in the passing game enough. And I think Gus Edwards is a lit 
it's just that Ingram's a little bit of a better blocker in terms of being able to cut backside and things like that. But Edwards will get better with reps. I think you can cut Ingram out entirely. I mean, he's not he's not bringing anything to the table. At the end of the day, that's not that's doesn't even matter. The running backs aren't going to make or break. That's fine. And they're also just unfortunately they're just not going to because like it's you know kind of the human element. Like they're with this guy and this guy did a lot for them last year and they want to you know keep trying to make it work. And maybe it's not right now, but who knows? Sure, but good point. Yeah, they. Uh, I can, f- I'll, f- I'll find those another, ep- I'll find those next episode. I just looked up my, I looked my eyes up at my laptop screen and I saw Mark Ingram minus two on first and 10 in the third quarter. So yes, uh, moving on ZJ Batman changes need to happen. I'm not talking about firing plan with personnel considering the injuries. I mean, they're relying on Snead. They're relying on Andrews. Brown has not been shit this year. He, there's like this weird strain of Instagram videos floating around from the Colts game, which is so ironic where they were, someone was, t- it was like one of these Instagram accounts is like taking their cell phone and shoving it up against their computer screen and trying to make it seem like Hollywood is like wide open running down the field. But it was like, I figured out what plays it was. And it was like boots to the right where Hollywood was like on the other side, clear out on the yeah. left. And I was just like, Oh my fucking God. It has like 13,000 likes or something. I was like, Okay. But there's, I don't think there needs to be personnel changes aside from kind of sticking with Gus uh, and Dobbins. Dobbins doesn't look great between the tackles. Maybe that has more to do with the push and the offensive line and, and space and stuff. But how often have we seen him in those inside run concepts be really strong? So that's a little concerning. And there's nobody to change to, like, frankly. Like, they, they, they've got what they've got. They've got to figure it out. Yeah, they're, guys are playing. I mean, Prochet maybe can play a little more. Sure. Maybe Dez, like whatever. Like, you know. But fuck that. I mean, even at this point, fuck that. Get Prochet and Duvernay reps over Dez. Sure. So moving on, Jackson Dell. Why did our defense seem to not exist all of second half? They showed up in the fourth quarter for sure. No, they they definitely did. They made some really big stops, and they, they put it in the offense's hands to go and win it, and they the offense failed. We can stop, like, we can stop with the the whole, like, oh, Lamar played amazing. Like, yeah, he played he played pretty well. But, like, you know, the offense as a whole struggled, and, like, he's, he's a part of the offense, and they're going to, they'll be better moving forward, but there doesn't need to be kid gloves. Like, the offense played poorly. They couldn't run the ball. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Here and there. I mean, Gus, Gus ripped off some really big ones that I was impressed by, but. Overall, I mean, just kind of lifeless. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't think you can say the defense like played this great game. They they couldn't. They, they I'm not saying no, no. I make no mistake. I'm not saying great game. But looking at what happened to them as far as injuries went, the fact that they had the offense, I think two different times in position to go down there and have a go ahead score, I think is pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, but like the Patriots were milking clock. They didn't care. They just wanted to drink clock. So I don't think that like the defense didn't have to like win the game. They just had to not like let up a touchdown and the Patriots was running the ball. But they did make adjustments and improve, which, you know. Yeah, they did. They did early in the fourth quarter and stuff. They they got the ball back a couple of times and the Ravens were able to go uh, throw, have the drive that was 11 plays, 75 yards, six minutes, 16 seconds, ending in a Willie Sneed 18-yard touchdown catch. So the defense, pardon me, that was after a field goal. 
but the Patriots took over at the 37 and then had a stop at the goal line and then held them to a field goal. They even scored a touchdown in the NFL, like game. in the NFL in 2020, if you're only letting up 23 points, like your offense should probably have you in position to win. Yeah, for sure. But it was, I mean, they fucking throw the ball. The center throws the ball over the head, whatever. Moving on, Josh Skinner, 5991. Every week in illegal formation ruins a drive. Why so many this year, and whose fault is that? It's the receiver's fault. The receiver has to – the illegal formation works this way. It has to be seven guys on the line of scrimmage. They're, they have to be up at the ball, like just before the ball, on the line of scrimmage. There's guys who are on, there's guys who are off. And the end man, meaning the furthest player from the ball, so usually a receiver, has to be on. So they have to, quote unquote, cover the tackle is how they phrase it. So if DuVernay is the left wide receiver, the boundary wide receiver furthest to the sideline, and he is not on the ball, on the line of scrimmage, his toe isn't, then he doesn't cover the tackle. That is an illegal formation. And they do that all the time. It's on the receivers. The linemen are not a part of that. The linemen are on the ball. That's not what it is. And sometimes the refs will call it different ways. Like they'll say it, they'll be like, oh, 79, like, Illegal formation, number 79, Ronnie Stanley. No, he can't fuck up. He's on the on the line. Uh, so it's the receivers, and it's those young receivers, and they keep doing it over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, so, yeah, that sucks. Maybe Dez would be better in that department. Moving on, ZJ Batman. Oh, wait, here it said that. Koji Berra, do y'all think they'll start trying Powers or Makari at center now? Makari has to – it has to be Makari at center. I, they're not. They're not going to actually. They're gonna. I guarantee they're gonna trot Skirba. No, they are. They are. But it's this was a catastrophic game, and it, like it can't be understated. Like he fucking he cost them this game. Like we talk about. I was talking about how the defense put them in position, and they did. And like the offense outside of him, they they kind of did what they had to do as well. In certain points, he had the turnover. That is what it is. But man, like, and I don't know, like. I like Matt. He seems like a great, great kid. Like came back from that injury and everything. But shit, he is just not playing well this year. And when you're he, a center, he wasn't even that good last year. He played on a good line on a great team, and he was like above average. He was like a top like twelve center. Looking, looking at like the penalty, right. looking at the penalties. Those are mental errors. That's I, I can see that, and I kind of see it as the same argument for him. It's one thing to get like blown up and dominated, you know, in the middle of the line as a center, but like you got to get the fucking snap right, man. That is what you're out there for. Like you, you that's day one shit. Like you got to get the snap right. And he's that's been fucking it up being seven years old. Exactly. And, and, football. and he's been fucking it up the last two weeks and it bucked its head in the worst way possible tonight. And he needs and to I, be I compounded onto not going under center. Yeah. Yeah. And he needs to be like, uh, Something's got to happen, but like it needs to be called out. Like he's got to fucking either get it together or just pack your bags because like this is just not good. Not good at all. Moving on, fluke with a V. The hit on Boyle is absolutely led with the helmet. Slow it down. No flag. Hit the refs. It, it doesn't matter. You can lead with your head if you're not hitting someone in the head. You can lead with your head to hit underneath, like at someone. You can dive at someone's legs. That doesn't matter. Moving on, B Rose nine thirty one. Does Ben Bredesen make his debut before the season ends? Um, debut and like playing time wise, I have no idea. I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna pretend like I've watched a ton of Bredesen tape, but I know Cole loves him a lot. Like you yeah, know, I like him a lot too. If it, yeah, you like him. Like if if another guy gets hurt or like another guy is like playing poorly, like what do you have to lose? Yeah, uh, we shall see. At Sadek. 
Pets deck. Two-parter, the Skura situation. What do... I guess he means what to do. Two-parter, the Skura situation, what to do. They're going to try to back out there, I feel like. Maybe not, but Harbs blamed it on the weather. But, like, there's an excuse last week. There's an excuse this week. Skura feels like before. a... Shout-out to uh, everyone's favorite, Bernard Pollard, who has pointed out that Harbaugh has his guys. Skura feels like a Harbaugh guy to me. Yep, yep, yep. I fully agree with Crush Boy 31 there. Which Harbaugh, is like, you know, Skura I think that's... definitely one of Harbaugh's guys, untouchable. And that's... that's a, a good thing in some ways and in other ways it's it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb and here i feel like he's going to be getting pass after pass because he's Apparently a hard he has guy. a sore thumb so he can't yeah evident look at you bringing it around with the puns tonight i love it harbs covering for him also thoughts on the upcoming games tough 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 games uh i don't want to say they're gonna be six and five but if there's no campbell and there's no williams and there's no Boyle. <laughs> And uh, who knows? I mean, Jim, Jimmy feels like he's been teetering for a long time. Long time. Tremont Williams played secretly well in this game, too. I just wanted to He did. He had that nice tackle in the open field. He's He looked solid. Yeah, Tremont Williams looked good. But Jimmy has been teetering on the edge, Al, for a while. He's, he's a guy who plays well when he's, when he's healthy, but he's not always when healthy. When he is healthy and he's got it going and he has the long sleeve shirt kind of rolled up and his forearms are glistening out there and he's making tackles and jumping up and doing the crossing hand sign. It's just one of the more tremendous things that you can see as far as the Baltimore Ravens go. Jimmy Smith is truly a national treasure. Well said. Thank you. Uh, so he's been teetering and... At this point, it's like, like I said, if they win one of those games, they're in really good shape. If they get to seven and four, they're in really good shape. But the tight the Titans and Ravens game is going to be like very weirdly ironic in a way. Like it's like two teams with winning records. I think they have the same record, don't they? Yeah, they might. I don't, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. But. I'm pretty sure they're both six and three. They're two six and three teams that very easily could not be six and three, that don't necessarily maybe deserve to be six and three, um, that have dealt with kind of their identity going away. The Titans' defense has not been good at fucking all. Uh, they have injuries. They've been very banged up, both sides. The Titans traded for King. The Ravens traded for Ngakwe. Um, you know... Henry is not doing crazy Henry things. He had one big game, but other than that, Lamar not doing crazy Lamar things. One big game, but other than that, like two teams that are kind of a mirror image of each other in ways that are banged up. They've lost to some good teams. They've beaten some bad teams. And uh, I think um, what the Titans probably beat one good team. The Ravens beat the Colts. Colts are a good team. So I feel like they're pretty similar to each other, but the Ravens brought in Campbell and they have Williams and they brought in Wolf and they drafted Queen and they drafted Harrison and they brought back four and they drafted Ngakwe. And now like half of those guys are going to be missing potentially. And the Titans might run all over the fucking Ravens again. And that would really, it feels like really that suck. game. It feels like that game is going to look a lot like this one, hopefully not weather wise. So we're going to see what happens. It feels like it's going to be stylistically a similar matchup. And I feel like it's going to, I feel like the Ravens are just going to say, we are not losing to Derrick Henry and we are willing to lose to AJ Brown and Corey Davis and that crew. And Tannehill might make a couple throws or something. 
they have some, you know, they think they play Lamar with some sort of fucking blueprint or whatever, blah, blah, blah. That'll be the whole narrative. Yeah, you I just guess. put the seven defensive backs out there. That's all you have to do. Yeah, the old uh, San Diego Chargers. The old the fucking, Carson City Chargers. The Southern California Chargers brought to you by fucking student debt and SoFi. Fuck the Chargers. Fuck the Chargers. Uh, yeah, so upcoming games looking weird. I still have some weird feeling about that Steelers game. I still have a weird feeling about that Steelers game. I think it's going to be a problem. I love to hear it. I need some pick-me-up on that one. I just do. I think they. The, the, I think the Ravens have a really good idea for how to play the Steelers. They have for quite some time. The Ravens lost that game. The Steelers didn't win the first matchup. If Campbell's out and the injuries have just continued to mount. But I mean, I keep forgetting they don't have Boyle. So they might lose both of these games. I keep forgetting they don't have Boyle. It's going to be a shit load on Mark Andrews. Like Mark Andrews is about to like have to go into a cryogenic sleeping chamber and that is inside of a bucket of ice that is inside of a bottle of Motrin over the next month because he's about to get his ass whooped playing like 85% of snaps every single game. But at the same time, if he can do that and do it well, then he proves he's worth like Kelsey money. So we need to get Mark Andrews like living with Rogan and just like doing hyperbaric chambers and like eating elk meat and just getting more jacked, you know, just doing what he has to do. Doing what he has to do. So moving on, we've got the great Josh B. I posted my question to y'all on Twitter, but F this game, man. It was a shitty game. Shitty walk. Shitty. Welcome to shitty walk. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, it, felt, it felt a little familiar to me. This kind of felt like a 2014, like, what the fuck are they doing game? Like, it, it sucks to lose, but I'm not, I'm not. The injuries with the snap shit was just, like, what are you gonna snaps do? Snaps came you know? at the worst fucking times. They did, it, yeah, it was a money play every time. <laughs> just fucking sailing out. Fourth and, sail, and one. Fourth and one. Just gonna throw this into the parking lot on fucking. You know what really fucking sucks, and this is all fucking shred Lamar Jackson apart about is the fact that he can't fucking QB sneak because no, a lot he of can't. these fucking issues will be solved if he knew how to fucking QB sneak, and it's really not that fucking hard. I was gonna say it feels like kind of a quick fix, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, he's not good at it. He's not good at it. In the Titans playoff game, he fucked that one up and ran around in a circle and didn't just shove his head up someone's ass and drive his legs for some reason. So they're doing this wildcat bullshit, and they did it against the Texans, so they thought it was going to work, and then it's in a fucking monsoon, and you're you're literally – it's one thing. If you have Lamar back there in pistol or in shotgun, I get, I get it. I get that. You are taking a two- or three-foot – goal to line to gain and turning it into a four or five yard problem. And if it's because you want your gazelle quarterback to run to the sideline and do some shit like that, I get that. But what the fuck is Mark Ingram doing back there? What the fuck is Mark Ingram doing back there? It's On yeah. Your own it, side of the field. That is uh, like the whole Roman kind of getting too cute and getting a little too frantic. That definitely feels like that right there. So what what the fuck? They can't line up under center and fucking do a quarterback sneak. Who why? Say what you Can will about uh say what you will punt the fucking ball, man. Say what you will about my guy Joseph Vincent Flacco, but when you get that fucking football to fourth and one, it's over. He's gonna convert it every single time. Lamar yeah, has to gigantic Lamar's a gazelle, Flacco is a fucking elk. He and might just be a fucking his antlers across California floor. redwood that you just cut down and it just falls forward for the first down every single time, Timber. which was sick. It was sick. And yeah, I'm like, 
Lamar's got to figure it out. Like Joe Rivers can't run quarterback sneaks. He has like a he has like a career twelve like seventeen percent success rate on them, so they don't run them anymore. So there's a, there's an art to it. it. There is an, an art to it. Quarterback sneak? Can Trace McSorley do a quarterback sneak? Not met. Like there's an art to it. Like can Cam Buck and Ingram do a quarterback sneak? Can Gus Edwards do a quarterback sneak? Can someone do a quarterback sneak on fourth and one? Cam is, is there someone on the roster? No. Can Mark no. Andrews do it? No. Like can anyone do it? Nick Boyle might have sneaky been able to do it. I, I almost said Ricard, and then I almost punched myself in the face for thinking that because I can just see him dropping the football. No, I mean, there's an art to it. Like, Cam's been really good at it. Brady is probably the best at it of all time. Like, you've got to be a big, lanky doofus and just have this ability to, like, not care what Russell happens. Russell Wilson's good at it. Like, is there's it? smaller guys that are good at it. I don't think Kyler does them because he's a... No, he, he, would, he, just, he would take it, and then he would run under the center's legs and pick it. The visual of that is really made like Marvel quarterback. That's funny. That don't. That's funny. Don't move on from that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going into it. I'm, I'm literally kissing it. Okay. Like the checkdown did like a Marvel quarterback mashup thing, and it was like Ryan Tannehill or whoever. I don't remember. Patrick Mahomes was Iron Man and cool, cool thing, and they made Kyler Murray Ant Man jumping off of someone's cleat. That's tight. He's yeah. He would just take. He just takes it and he just runs underneath the center's legs, and it's like every single time he's just fucking money on quarterback sneaks. Good for him. Yeah. Um, so quarterback sneaks problem. Snapping the ball over people's heads problem. Illegal formations problem. Uh, not giving your quarterback enough weapons when he's twenty three and you have money to do so problem. Not getting someone to replace Hurst when you run a basically tight end oriented offense problem. Um. It's just a lot lot, lot of problems, and there's no quick fixes right now. There's no quick fixes for any of those, other than maybe moving on the, putting Skur on the fucking bench. So that comes down to that comes down to my guy John Harbaugh. He's gonna have to fucking put it together a little bit. And you know what? I'm not because you hear Harbaugh talk about Skur a lot. You do. Yeah. Frequently brings him up in press conferences. Yeah, he likes he likes his guys. And listen, I'm not gonna. He's he's done this before. He's put things together when it doesn't look you know exceptionally great. So. Well, you know, I hate to call Ben Powers, Bryant McKinney, and I hate to compare the Super Bowl winning team to this team, but that team really fucking sucked at one point. They That team stunk. There was no reason why they should have. I, I shouldn't say no reason, but I mean, the way they looked at times, like the fact that they won a Super Bowl is absolutely baffling. To the me. fact that they beat the Broncos after the Broncos, basically, I almost said very, very many very bad. Yeah, let's let's keep it uh, PG-13. Across that line. Yeah. But after the Broncos did whatever the hell they wanted to the Ravens in Baltimore and uh, the Ravens would go to Denver and basically hold Peyton Manning to 21 points over six quarters was just two different worlds. Matt and, tweeted, uh, I think Matt tweeted when that picture of like when the Chris Harris pick six happened and that picture of Flacco just face down on the turf started circulating. I thought the season was over and then he's kind of like making the comparison to, to tonight with all the box snaps. Who could who could say honestly? You know, I I personally don't love the comparisons because it just feels a little cute, and it's like eh, that's probably not going to happen again in our lifetime. But who knows? Who knows? Who the fuck knows? But uh, chances of snow eight point chances of succeeding in the postseason considering our injuries. The postseason is like a mythological creature, like it's the fucking boogeyman. It's like the abominable snowman it's chupacabra like people have these theories and things about like what it takes to win in the playoffs but at the end of the day like 
the fucking ball has to bounce your way sometimes. Like teams like the there was a matchup between who when Derek Carr got hurt, it was AJ McCarron and Tom Savage playing a playoff game, if I'm not mistaken. Raiders AJ McCarron playoff game. I'm googling it. I think it was quick. Connor Cook. You're thinking of. Or, yeah, Connor Cook and uh, Tom Savage played a playoff game. Connor Cook and Brock Osweiler, I think. Brock Osweiler, there we go. Like, that shit happens. The playoffs are strange and peculiar. No one thought the Titans were going to beat the Ravens. Like, that shit just goes weird in the playoffs. Like, think about the the Texans-Bills game in the wildcard round last year where Josh Allen is flinging the ball over his head and doesn't turn the ball over. Like, just for no reason, just lateral the ball with two hands like granny tossed it over his own head so i don't know man i don't know what the chances are if they play a really good team and they're really injured probably low if they play uh average ish team if they play like the colts or the titans or the raiders or the, some weird i don't i don't know so i guess i'll have to play a division winner so whoever the fuck that is but the chances of them winning a playoff game right now don't feel great but it's gonna be a long way from now and this is the first time this season with Boyle being out and Williams being out and Campbell being out and Smith being out and Fort being out that it's like, I don't feel positive. They're making the playoffs. I don't feel positive about that. I feel good that they will go nine and seven, at least 10 and six feels pretty realistic. But you know, this week people on Twitter are like, Oh, 13 and three, they're going to fucking win out here. Like 14 and two feels pretty realistic or 13 and three. And I'm like, Okay, well, why don't you take out Boyle, take out Stanley, take out Campbell, take out Williams, take out all these motherfuckers, and then talk to me. Like, more are going to keep getting hurt. That's the thing. Like, it's not over. More starters are going to miss games. So Boyle's out for the year. Stanley's out for the year. Campbell's out for a couple of weeks. And there's more hurt guys. We're going to see the injury report. Guys get hurt in practice. Guys get hurt in the games against the Titans, against the Steelers. A month from now, they, this could look like uh, the fucking Eagles team from last year. So who knows? But there's no excuses. Rule number 54 or 76. Rule number 76, no excuses to play like a champion. Yeah, injuries happen. I mean, you know, it's it's an unfortunate thing. You you know, you have a good coaching staff. You hopefully, ideally, theoretically, would be able to coach around injuries. Sometimes it doesn't work out like that. But you know, it's it's just a thing that happens. You have to be prepared for it. They were in some ways, weren't in others. And now here they are, six and three, and uh, facing a pivotal two-game stretch. Heading into what is going to be an easier stretch of games, obviously, but, you know, got to make something happen. So according to Jeff Zriebeck, he said at 10.04 p.m., the Ravens moved Makari to right tackle and put Ben Powers in the game at right guard. Fluker was taken out of the game. Well, how it's tall? funny to recall a lot of people thinking that Fluker was like, oh, fucking Fluker will spread in for Yonda, dude. <laughs> Fluker? Nobody loves Fluker more than me, bro. Fluker... Old DJ the Warrior. What a guy. Well, uh, that all didn't go well, but that was the end of the Instagram questions. Glum, I understand it. Not going to bitch at you guys on this one. I hate when the Ravens win games, especially by two scores, and then everyone has the negative connotations and tones. That was not the case. The Ravens deserve to get shit on. Mascara deserves to get shit on. I think Wink Martindale deserves to get shit on a little bit uh, for t- t- the same fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice. The same shit going heavy. Can't stop those mid zone, mid power, B gap, C gap, D gap fucking runs and takes too long to adjust and to bite down off the edge to the strong side or from the weak side and really clamp down and make them throw the ball. 
in another rainy game. He did not learn his lesson from the 49ers. He probably was pissed at himself. He was probably like, God damn it. Once he realized and made the adjustments, he was probably like, God fucking damn it, this happened to me last year. This year, too late. It uh, it didn't end up winning the game, but this game had a, all, this, all the streaks were snapped. Turnovers, points, back-to-back regular season losses. Oh, wait, no, not that one. Not that one, sorry. But points and turnovers. So without those, without scoring 20 points, without free, forcing a turnover, it feels like the Ravens can't win football games. So when things don't, uh, when they don't make those kind of plays, they're not capable of winning. And that sounds stupid, but they're not able to kind of push the envelope offensively and overcompensate for a beat up defense. And we talked about that ad nauseum, you know, it's a cheap offense. It's a young offense. So what the fuck do you expect that ha- that shit's going to happen? And here we are. Cool. Hit some of these comments. Uh, J E Wong prayers up for Nick Boyle. Absolutely. Music fan three, eight, two, nine, two. So we have one tight end, I think, uh, as, as of right now. Yes. Yep. Uh, stand on one. Is the season done? No, it's you know not looking great in some ways, but they're they're. I'll never I'll never call a season done from when you're when you have this record and you're sitting where you are. I'll never call a season done. Yeah, J E Wong, last player I would ever want to see injured. Talking about Boyle, I agree with that. Uh, well, Lamar probably number one for me, but yeah, Boyle's I love him. Glenn Davis, tough loss. We'll rebound though. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I'm optimistic in, in some respects. I, I you know, I, I'm not seeing this 12 and 4, 13 and 3 type season that some people were seeing. I think I said 11 and 5 heading into the year, and I'm probably settling right around to, you know, 10 and 6 as of right now would be my prediction. Didn't know the injuries were going to mount like this. Do what? We didn't know the injuries were going to mount like this. Yeah, we, yeah. We've been naive because, like I said, the last two years they just really haven't had these these runs of injuries, and it happens. It happens to every team, and I mean, it happened to them a couple of years ago. They brought on Steve Saunders, and I think he made a tangible difference. And you know, sometimes it's just going to happen, and that's okay. Uh, J. E. Wong uh, or Stan Don injury taking tolls. Yeah, J. E. Wong. I'm so deflated, dude. Fuck. Uh, there are pills for that. Um, Stan Don. This is just frustration. Yeah, you know, it's frustrating. Our boy Kyle, so that sucked. It certainly did. Evan Ash, real sad boy Sunday hours, fellas. Yeah, kind of. I, I I don't know. I don't feel as I don't feel as shitty as I do after I did like the Chiefs game, for example. No, I don't feel that way at all because it was uh Chiefs game was just like you were expecting a lot. We were expecting a lot and the execution was just even more poor. Like the Chiefs were doing whatever they wanted through the air and on the ground. Andrews and Hollywood dropped the ball five times. I'm kind of fucking over Hollywood right now, man. I really Me am. too. I like, dude, we we were both bullish on this guy. He's done nothing uh like recently. Like he really didn't do too much to start the year. He's doing all this like he did his little zero dark thirty thing, then he immediately fucking has a little temper tantrum on Twitter. Then he has this whatever the fuck that was where the interception, you know, it's not a hundred percent on him, but like not looking good. Ryan Francis, 44, 26 Pats fan here. The Pats suck all caps, bad loss for you guys. It was a fluky game in some ways, to be honest. And I don't think the Patriots like suck that bad. Like Patriots fans are so spoiled. They're like, Oh, this is the worst team in the world. Like probably make the wild card. Yeah. J.E. Wong, Matt Skura needs to go, dude. Holy shit, preach. 
Uh, music fan, 38292. Makari played good center last year. Scurry meets the pine. You were not as bullish on Makari last year, right? I think he's a good he's a good backup. He's a shitty starter. Okay. I was I was crazy bullish on him in the preseason as like this guy should make the 53. Listen, uh, friend of the show. He's been on these airway, airwaves. I'm always going to root for him. He has really short arms. He isn't a big guy and uh you know, he's he's like he's like a poor man's Jason Kelsey at center. Like he has sh- short arms. He's not huge. He's mobile. Uh he can move around, but like he he just can't sustain blocks and he got he got whooped in the titans game last year whooped whooped so that's not good evan ash time to cry into a crispy boy he's been sipping on a little non-spawn little tito's just polished a bottle off that i've had sitting in my house for like fucking months at this point and no out al- no alcohol so i was like you know what i'm just gonna drink the rest of this Tito's as we do the show. So that's my crispy boy. Uh, Supa 8. Lamar played very well. His entire team failed him. Yeah, he played well. God, like <laughs> He played well. Like We don't have to cape for the guy at every single turn. We love him. He's our guy. Great quarterback. We can just leave it at that. We don't have to like hyper-analyze good and bad every single game. You know what I mean? Yeah, he played well. Ravens can kiss their chance at the AFC North goodbye from Julian Washington. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, at this point, it's it's uh, it's done. For the AFC North, they need to win three games the rest of the year to probably get a wild card spot. So, Jags, Giants, Bengals, Cowboys. They'll probably lose to one of those teams. Lose at least a game to one of those teams. You so. got to think so, yeah. Dante Yates, how do we replace Nick Boyle's role? Is there an argument for, and this is me asking, is there an argument for getting Ricard going in the blocking game and then maybe you do sign a Luke Wilson and like try to have him make up some of that receiving? You're obviously not getting everything that you got with Boyle, but like maybe try to like hybrid kind of mesh those two guys together. Sure, but it's just like, it's just the same thing where you're like trying, like, you're Square. drowning and you're trying to tread water. So it's like bring them in, but at the end of the day, you're you're not going to be able to be effective at all. So you're going to need to tear out some pages of the playbook for the rest of the season. Then shit that you kind of really rely on Boyle for, which is a lot. Um, like it really, it really can't be overstated. It sucks. I mean, it's a it's a fucking it really can't in terms of being able to. Uh, crash and combo. He works combo blocks like an offensive lineman in zone stuff. He is able to get out in space, come across as a split blocker. He's able to get out in front as a lead blocker on the perimeter. What he's able to do on screens, what he's able to do on outside run concepts and just pin people and, uh, and, and kind of seal. He does a lot for Lamar in the option game. He does a lot for Lamar in the option game. Like, <sighs> At this point, like for me, it's just a massive loss that they're not going to be able to replace this season, and I worry about his long-term future because that looks like a bad injury. I, I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be okay from the injury. It looked like it was ACL deal, and uh, he's he's going to have a road to recovery. But I don't think uh, – I think he'll be okay. Okay. I hope so. 
Uh, John Rossbach, win or lose tonight. It's all about how Lamar plays in the playoffs. Let's let's get there first, bud. Let's get there before we talk about that. Uh, what is Mercedes Lewis up to? Uh, pass. Um, J.E. Wong, you know what kind of respect Boyle has in the league when even the opponent is frantically signaling the sidelines to bring the medics on when he went down. I don't know if that was a respect thing or just like, oh, shit, that dude's leg should not have been going in that direction. Let's get some uh, some card out here. I uh, felt sick to myself. Boyle is probably is, uh, this is erroneous, but Boyle probably is like one of the most respected guys among players and coaches in the NFL that is like not talked about a ton. Yeah, that makes sense. I could see him like, but had, had he not gotten injured. injured, he like sneaks onto like NFL top 100 at like 98 or whatever. And all the guys are like, yeah, this is the dude that like nobody talks about. Who's like a really good, like blocking tight end. Or he'll be like first 10 at, or like, Last 10 out or something. Oh, Boyle got like some votes. Yeah, right. Honorable mention or whatever. Uh, Connor F. Doherty, who do you think will be saying tomorrow that the loss is on Lamar? I'm predicting Stephen A. Smith. Uh, I'm going to go Kellerman. Kellerman for sure. He's the the odds on favorite. I don't even consider that to be like a human. Like he's not even a human. No, he's not. He's just a take machine. Like he's just doing his job. Whoever's saying that is just like, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. They'll with be like, and see Cam Newton. This is why Cam went to a Super Bowl. He won playoff games because he he could do it, and he did it against the Ravens. It's kind Gaga, of gaga guga. Mama, feed me milk. Stick to boxing. Eric chimes in with can't keep losing yards on first down with the ball and Ingram's tum tum. We already touched on that. Uh, Griffin zero. I like that I said tum tum, and now I think like you did. Yeah, you, both of you clowns are getting into the tum tum game now. Uh, Griffin zero four zero, not a bad game overall. Stupid little things killed us. Injuries, center penalties. Yeah, kind of where I'm at. Like frustrating in that sense, but like not like not a terrible game. They didn't get really super outplayed or anything like that. J.E. Wong, they've been snake bitten the last two weeks. For fuck's sake, I can't type. This dude is just all over the comments tonight. I love it. Dante Yates, looking forward to next week. Are you guys worried about Derrick Henry? Uh, as things stand, yes. I think they're probably... I, I don't want to speculate. I feel like they're going to get Brandon Williams back. That'll help a little bit, and L.J. Fort, hopefully. And that'll help. I think Campbell's probably going to be out, but he, he'll probably do some damage. Yeah, he'll do some damage. It doesn't even matter. It just is like... You have to score more points, and if their offense is sputtering and like puts up fifteen, like sixteen points or something, they'll probably lose. Eric Jacobs, Judon's personal foul is a joke. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it that is. was he. Sh- he shed Jacob. He literally put his arms out in front of him and sh- and shed a blocker. As they the get like, these refs the get together before the game. Necessary fucking roughness. These like, refs. The only thing they could have said is like pass interference or holding or something. If the ball was not like there yet, and it was, so I don't like what the fuck do you? <sighs> These refs get together before the game and they're like, "Look out for Marcus Peters. This guy ninety nine is a hothead. Look out for him." They definitely do that. Like they definitely do because he's getting fucking, he's getting taken to the woodshed, and they are as a team with penalties. So, so did Peters. Peters got Peters one. Like I might be mistaken here. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But the personal foul that he got out of bounds, he like kind of guided the guy to the ground to like make sure that neither of them got hurt. And it was like out of bounds. Am I wrong about that? I'm not sure. He got a personal foul on like the Ravens, like 12 yard line and it moved the Patriots to like the four or seven or something. And I like lose track. Like there's so fucking many of these personal fouls. It's costing them 15 yards at a clip. It's like, what the fuck? And then Deshaun Elliott had one. There's a third one. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, can we fucking keep the, 
goddamn laundry in our pockets for one fucking week. And like, we talked about Elliot one was like, all right, yeah, he lo- he lowered to an issue. Like, oh, we're not we're we're not calling holding plays anymore. Like bull fucking shit, motherfucker. You're calling them on fucking Baltimore every goddamn week on offense, and it's absolutely fucking killing me because I was making that point early in the season that they're not calling it that much. And guess what, Jakey, you fucking clown, you absolute idiot. You cost your own team. You jinx them because now they're getting called every week on offensive holding and it's leaking into personal fouls and it's just not a it's it's a mega tough scene, as they might say. Mega tough scene. Drink every time. <laughs> drink every time Spenny says young, cheap offense. Sure. Uh, it's a young cheap offense. It's a young cheap offense. Troy Tipton. I know they're inexperienced when a team makes multiple mental mistakes multiple weeks in a row. That goes back to the coaches. What do you think about that? I think that they ask too much of their young cheap offense. Sure. But at the same time, it's on defense too. Like we just rattled off how many penalties that they're getting. It was like, were any of them egregious? Like did anyone, was there anyone who was like, Oh, what the fuck is Marcus Peters doing? What the fuck was Judon doing? Why did he do that? Oh my God. Why did Deshaun Elliott do that? No, it was like, what? Like, why are these all getting flagged? What the hell? So I think yeah, you ask a little bit too much, but like, what do you want the offense to do? What what do you want them to do? RPOs. This is the thing. Like RPOs, I I praise RPOs a lot. They like if you watch, I've been watching Sun Belt football for my job. Like I scout Arkansas State and shit. All they run is RPOs because it allows them to to like not get sacked and not fuck up. Like all they run is RPOs. So. Well, they are complex at, in one way and at the NFL level and executing them and having variations of them and the different things you do with your offensive line and yada, 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 yada. They're really not at the same time. So like, what should the offense be doing? Just running zone run plays and bootlegs and like Madden plays, but like, should they just be running Madden plays? I don't know. Everyone, everyone makes fun of the Ravens offense and posts Madden pictures. So it's like, is it too complicated? Is it too simple? Is it too hot? Is it too cold? Like I'm motherfucking Goldilocks over here. I don't know what the hell is going on. Like what, what are we, do? what is the narrative? What it pick a narrative and fucking stick to it. Everyone. That's what I have to say about that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I was just looking at this weird thing. I'll talk to you later about it. Uh, I love Mark Ingram, but the man don't got the burst and toughness he had last year. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. How many more games till Tyree Phillips is back? What do you think about old Tyree Phillips? Whatever. I don't even it does it literally is like, okay, put him back in. He'll be average at best and poor at worst. So that's what they already have. I think that Ben Powers could maybe be above average. So I don't know how long ago it was that he took Harbaugh's daughter out to a nice seafood dinner and then never called her again to quote Vince Vaughn and Anchorman. But whatever the hell powers did to not be one of Harbaugh's guys is the equivalency the other way of whatever Skura did to be one of Harbaugh. Like, did, I is, think he is this uh, went to Duke. Like what it's, yeah, it must be that it's gotta be Duke for one thing. And I think powers also probably looked Harbaugh in the eyes and took his dreams and crushed them. He probably did crush his dreams. Is Charles Scarf on another team? I know the Bucks and Colts worked him out. Scarfinator. Who could say? I interesting. That's our guy. Who said that? Uh, let's who, see. Who, who, who commented? M- that? Ma- Matthew Hollister. Matty Hollister hopping in here. 
Maddie Hollister with the call of the century. Is it scarf season? It might be. Jim, it's getting a little cold. Maybe throw your scarf on. Oh, boy. Look like old. You know uh, what, Chris? That was a great call. Al, let me tell you what. This guy, Charles Scarf, he's a Delaware blue hen coming out there in the same, uh, you know, state general area of Joe Biden. And he's going to get out there, Al, and say, my fellow Americans, it's time to make some catches on third down and get this offense moving. Truly a great thing to see. I did a lot there. Charles Scarf season could be uh, could be fun. He probably, I mean, again, another guy who's probably average at best. But I've just been on a. I've, I've, we love Charles Scarf. We, he he's podcast. just an Adonis. Like we saw him at those training camp practices, and it's like, dude, this guy is a fucking unit. Like, and he's he's good with the ball in his hands too. Pretty handsome too. Good looking guy. He is, he's got yeah. the total package. He another guy you kind of sneaky look like a little bit. I feel like. Mm, maybe that's a little bit of a reach, but you sort of do. Khalif Muhammad, the silver lining in this patch of rough games is that it's giving Lamar a change a change to bounce back from adversity as opposed to the last few years where the adversity comes in the last game of the season. Something you've kind of been saying a little bit. Big boy pants guy. What is going on? I think I know what you saw. Does it have to do with Skura? It does. Oh my God. What is that? Oh God! Get a hey, athletes, get off fucking social media. That's my my thing. There's a a popular Instagram account called Authentic Lamar that is like a Lamar fan account, and apparently he D, Matt Skura DM'd this account and said, "Apologize for the poor performance." And Authentic Lamar said, "It's all good, man. Everyone has a bad game." Well, I don't like. I don't it's really even not know. all good. I don't understand. Like, what the fuck? I don't know why that. I mean, he. The only comment I see under it is some random person. All right, time for me to log off. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's very much a Baghdad Bob. Nothing to see here. Everything is positive. Like fucking. Oh, someone, someone tried to shred me on Twitter. Let's see. Let's see where they go. Oh really? Uh, I love it someone, when you get in the mud on Twitter. I gotta see this. No, someone really came for me. Claude Bellinger II, sick fucking name. At Ravens for Dummies, Captain Excuse for the Ravens, Captain Homer, Captain Excuse, Captain Butt, Butt, Butt. That's not very nice. I've literally been screaming on this podcast for the last hour and a half. I feel like that guy's like a regular listener to the show. Claude, the fuck, man? Come on, Claude, get it together. I uh, I'm I'm captain. Let's not overreact when a team is is you know high in the standings and shit. Oh, you know what's going to be fun is Ravens are going to be like 17 on power rankings now. That that's going gonna to be, be sick. sick. Yeah, that's <laughs> where I like them. That's the power I'm rankings and the um yeah they they're they're not going to be they're going to be like in the in the hunt graphics in like week 14 or whatever. <laughs> in the hunt, Ravens like the Brownies are going to get a couple weird wins and it's going to like come down to like the wild card. It's it's going to be sick. Spending Troy Tipton. Can we get push up the middle to trust running a QB sneak? Maybe not. Uh, J.E. Wong, Spenny with the soapbox. Let's go. You've you climbed the soapbox a couple times tonight, I think, in a good way. Um, Garnett, Luke Wilson will be on the squad soon. I agree, uh, and I think he oh, should I, be I, I on the squad. I, I fucking hate Luke Wilson. I, I like him a lot. He was really good in old school. 
what are we doing here, guys? We're turning my house into a frat house after I just got divorced? This is crazy. Frank, come on, man. Frank the Tank. Man. You can't do that stuff, man. We're doing the uh, the KY Jelly Wrestling match tonight. Come on, man. I'm, Snoop Dogg is in my backyard. No, I'm not the one who says, wow, that's my brother. My my brother says, wow, and my wife just had a gangbang with a donkey in my house. What's going on here, man? That's a great movie. I'll probably watch that when we're done. I actually might, too. It's getting late early here. I might actually watch that tonight. Uh, I've been drinking vodka, too, whatever the hell's going on over there. Yeah, uh, you know, it's... <laughs> We're in camo, drinking vodka, doing Luke Wilson impressions. Welcome to 90 Minutes into the Baltimore Beatdown Podcast. Yeah, it's, yeah. Following a monsoon fucking loss to a below average team. There's, uh, I get I get a lot of joy out of that Luke Wilson. I, I'm just going to say it. I hope they sign him, A, to give you All pain. Right, fine, fine, fine. And me that, to be able to do for, that. For the Luke Wilson puns, fine. Yeah. Bring him on in. He's kind of, he's a cool guy, too. Have you heard any interviews with him? Like the, the tight I mean, end? I watch Hard Knocks. He is really cool. He's a fun guy, but it's just like the anals of fucking Ravens Twitter are like going to be like, oh, well, they got to get Luke Wilson in here. So, yeah, that'll save the season. The fucking number one below average tight end in the last decade. He's sneaky made some amazing plays like that. That Seahawks he also gets humped into submission on the line of scrimmage by defensive ends and linebackers. He's a keys, you know, he's a Canada boy. We like our Canadians on the show. That's true. It's get, get those big syrup guzzlers. Was there ever a more star crossed holding <laughs> more star crossed pair than Jake and offensive holding? Like Jake and a lot of things that would be positive for Jake would be the answer for that. Uh, Matthew Hollister, it did look like Peters threw him out of bounds, but Peters got bear-hugged at the end of the game on third down. Yeah, that was weird. Trading Evan Ash, Spencer, it's pronounced anals and not anals. Anals. Is, <laughs> anals. <laughs> You've said, like, anals. Like, and I'm convinced it's just a bit at this point. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's, it's been a bit since the beginning, Okay. thanks good. for the call out, Evan Ash. Good. Come for the high-level analysis. Stay for the Jake doing goofy movie impressions. Thank you, Evan Ash. I know you're not a big fan of my Trump impersonation, which is, uh, you know, that hurts a little bit, but my movie impressions, my my at my Chris one is, that might be my crown jewel. <laughs> <Evan Ash said. laughs> he tried to phonetically break it down for me and then said, oh, okay. Carry, carry on. on. Yeah, no, it's, it's certifiably a bit. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Uh, literally every impression except Trump is good. I think my Trump one is good. It comes through, I think, better in like person. Like I, it always gets. It's, it's better when you do it in the mirror alone, wasted. No, I no. That's <laughs> fuck fuck off. How about that? It's it's gotten plenty of laughs out on the golf course with it the makes fellas. Me laugh. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. You yeah yeah is. <laughs> Isn't Luke Wilson the deaf dude from Seattle? No, no, that was that fullback. I forget his name. That was in the oh, Duracell wow. commercials. Name. He was on the Seahawks. I forget what his name is, though. <laughs> the deaf dude. That's where they're at. They're signing a Derek Coleman, potentially deaf dude. Uh, to, <laughs> no, yeah, he's good for good for Derek Coleman. Derek Coleman's only thirty. Yeah, he was he was like an undrafted guy. Um, Luke Wilson has a mean Canadian dirtbag flow. He does, man. He he's he's deep into the dip game. Done some good oh, interviews with Barstool over the years. For sure. Yeah, he's 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 a cool guy. I I would like the signing from that perspective. And I think you know, whatever. Like what what else are you gonna do? Yeah, just just get him in there. Why not? And and it would give me a good opportunity to do some impressions. I mean, you know, 
That's all I'm doing this for at this point. The team is only six and three. My brother says, wow. And he was in Wedding Crashers. My name's Luke Wilson. We're an hour and a half in. I mean, you know, your impression's winding down when you have to say the name of the person. It's, yeah. And well, it's 1 16 a.m. So it's cut me a little bit of slack. I'm going to rewatch old school and I'll come back in fresh. What do you think about that? Let's, let's end it. Uh, What's your panic alarm? Panic alarm. What is your scale of panic about this team right now? One to 10. Actually, let's do, let's do one to one to five, one to five. I'm going to go with a two. Two. I'm going to go with a three. I'm a little panicked. Yeah. Okay. So DEFCON one is the worst. So I'm going to go DEFCON four. I think there are some definite issues, but I think you get some of those, those guys back on defense that seem like they're on track to be back at some point. You get a win, a one of two wins over the next two weeks I think you're set up fairly well to to get to 10 wins down the stretch so I'm gonna go with the two hopefully the injuries don't continue to cascade but you know we've seen what happened uh you know with the, the hope that it wouldn't but you know who knows it's they're a good team not a great team we we need to throw that great team and worrying about the Chiefs and the Steelers like they're not on those teams levels right now Another read up of uh, last couple comments before we get out of here. Fish trainer productions, Boyle injury is going to force the OC to scheme up plays for the wide receivers. So like the misconception there is that they're going to like go in the dirt and draw up new plays. Like, no, they're, they're actually just going to remove plays from the playbook or move plays from the call sheet and not call them anymore. And they're going to use shit that they already have and maybe add a couple more wrinkles onto it. It's not, there's not going to be like a revelation at this point in the season. They might, you know, tinker with things slightly but at the end of the day they're going to keep having to execute what they what they installed so it's kind of how it is um and then ahmed rx our last five games the ravens last five games are cupcakes we just have to split the next two they don't even have to split the next two they need they need to win three more games sure there's a seven seed they they i'd say there's a 15 percent chance they go nine and seven and miss the playoffs like if they do end up nine and seven they do end up going three and six that they are three and wait, what three and four, three and four. There we go. Three and four. They miss the playoffs, but I think if they go three and four over the final seven, they, they make the playoffs. I think that'll be enough. And you just got to get to the dance. That's, that's all that's important. Uh, while we didn't see this injury bug coming, Jake and I were, we're on the same page that this was not a Super Bowl team yet. We didn't feel that way, but Thought it was a team that could take a step forward, win a playoff game, and, and feel a little bit better about itself uh, moving into next season and make put some finishing touches on. And I think that is not off the table, but it's uh, a long shot to have this get, get your drinks ready, young, cheap offense able to to do some things to compensate for what shortcomings they have on the other side of the ball due to injury and and coaching staff and trust issues and whatever other compounded compounded issues there are. So at this point, yeah, I think there's a little panic, but that's just the way you like it as a Ravens fan. Like, let's just say it. That's, yeah. That's the way it's supposed blood, to be a little bloody, a little bruised, a little tattered. Like if you're not like sitting there, like <laughs> heading into like your Thanksgiving break or whatever, like worrying about the fact that the team is like maybe a team, a game or two over 500, like shit, are they going to make the playoffs? Like, my shithead, my shithead, like, like Steelers fan friend. And who needs to lose and who needs to win and lose, and you know what the seating will end up being. Who has the tiebreaker? 
and uh, all that shit. That's that's far too familiar. Yeah, and like my like asshole friend that's from like Timodium, but grew up a Patriots fan because he's got like a cousin from New England, but he actually just wanted to root for the Patriots. Like, I'm gonna have to fucking deal with this guy's shit, and like you're gonna have to. Is now. that a real person or is that made up? I uh, like there are versions of people like this throughout my life that have existed. Like there have been plenty of people. Like I had a cousin who yeah. like grew up a Steelers fan who was just a Steelers fan. He didn't even have an excuse. He's like, no, I just wanted to root for them. I've had plenty of friends that were like Patriots fans and stuff. It's just you know, it's it's the way it is. Everyone's you know, everyone's got at least one friend that's just got to be the asshole and like got to root for like a team from out of town. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Don't don't. Masker let... should apologize to us, not not Lamar Kenny. Wait, yeah, what is that? Like, what is that shit? What the fuck is going on with these players? Like, you got Hollywood going zero dark 30-23 and then fucking tweeting about his soldiers and then playing, like, dick over the next couple of games. And then you got this whole thing. It's weird. It's weird. Okay, we've, <laughs> we've gone a little long. I think it's time for the, the rap signal here. Um, oh, my God. I just I just got the end zone angle of the Skura, uh, of the Wildcat snap and Holy shit, it was a knuckleball. Ingram did a great job, honestly. Yeah, he fell on it. I mean, like, shit. What else are you going to do? All right, well, running on an hour and 40 years, so appreciate everyone tuning in. And if you listened this long, you were an absolute soldier, and we do not use that word lightly. Uh, You know, they are where they are. They're six and three. Going to see what happens next week. Got the Titans coming to town, so that's going to be a fun one. But uh, we will have a preview of that game up later in the week. In the meantime, if you liked what you heard and you have not already, please subscribe to the show. Leave us a nice five star rating. Follow us on social media. You can find the show on Twitter at Podcast Beatdown. You can follow me at Jake Luke. That is L O U Q U E. Follow Spencer at Ravens Four Dummies. That's the number four in the middle there. And uh, follow the main account at Be More Beatdown. Appreciate you guys tuning in for this long episode. It's been a grind of a season. We're a little over halfway through it. We're going to see what happens down the stretch, but uh, we're going to be here no matter what and uh, just having fun doing our weird, stupid impressions and whatever the fuck else. Just, you know, having a good time. So appreciate it. Hope you guys have yourselves a great week and uh, we'll talk to you again very soon. Bye-bye. Peace. All right, thanks a lot. Appreciate you guys. See you later. All right, God bless. I'm <laughs> sorry.